Did it go off? Mm -hmm. Key? Mm -hmm. All right, well, I'm going to start. All right, so, so far in here, I want to talk a little bit about, I was going to show you guys the lesson plans, but we're going to have to wait and come back to that. Is that all right with everybody? Okay. So, let's talk about the methods we've learned so far. You might want to have a little list, because that's where you're going to put your methods on your lesson plan. So, number one is obviously the most common direct instruction. Correct? And that is another name for direct instruction is lecture. Is everybody cool with this? Yes. Mm -hmm. So at some point in your lesson, the teacher is going to give some type of direction. So in your lesson plan four, when you say that the teacher is giving instructions or the teacher is telling the students what to do, in parentheses after that you're going to write down lecture. So you're going to put, start putting some of the methods in your lessons. Does this make sense? In the teaching procedures. Take attendance. Direct instruction. The teacher is doing everything. Does this make sense, Connor? Okay. Give me one second, Connor. You guys are going to laugh, but I took pictures of my notes that I wanted to use in here. Mm -hmm. Here it is. You got that nice and full now, so. I know. That's why. Okay. The second one that we've learned in here is called peer review. That's when you all come with your work, you get together, you review each other, you give them warm feedback, cool feedback, some suggestions go back and revise your work. Does this make sense? Yes. We've already done it. The third one that we have talked about is modeling. Here's what it should look like. I always think of a model as the box of Lego. You look at the picture and you go, Ugh. or a puzzle. When I, in the summertime, we have a cottage, and, and I have a puzzle table, because I pulled out all of the technology, TV, everything. This is a actual cottage. There's bugs sometimes. You know, there's holes sometimes in the screen. You hear music from Mickey Rats or Captain Kids. You hear that, you hear the water if it's, if it's rough. Does this make sense? Yeah, you're getting the visual. So what do we do for entertainment? We have a puzzle table, and people fight over the puzzle when they come out. And I have the box. This is what it looks like. And I don't care who sits down and does some of the puzzle. The model is this is the finished product. And people look at it, and last year we were doing it, and someone said, this is all wrong. And took a bunch of the puzzle apart. People were like, what? Going crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because of the model. Does this make sense? Yeah. Okay. The next one is demonstration. I'm going to show you what to do, and you are going to do it. So the teacher is going to direct instruct that everybody needs to have 
a piece of wood on their desk. Direct. The teacher will demonstrate how to cut a bagel using some type of knife, whatever. Does this make sense? Okay, I am demonstrating. The students will then complete and do that. Does this make sense? And they might do it as pairs. Kagan Cooperative Learning, because pairs are part of that. Does this make sense? Pair share is a strategy of Kagan Cooperative Learning. So that is Cooperative Learning is another one. How are we doing so far? <clears throat> the next one, monitor. The teacher walks around, monitors the work. Correct? Mm -hmm. They're all doing work and I'm, what am I doing? I'm monitoring, walking around. How are we doing with that? Okay, now I'm gonna give you another one that's pretty self-explanatory and I talked about it last week. Games. Play games all sorts. Games is a great method to instruct. And I'm gonna give you a tech tool called Nearpod. I think I gave that to you last week. That's a great game that you can use in your classroom and you can Google Nearpod to be able to do it. How are we doing so far? Okay, now this is going up, so let's see where we are. Because I want to talk about differentiated instruction. Hmm. We might, if I can't get this thing to work, we're going to switch rooms, okay? Okay. Because I need a computer. Go back to your old room? Yeah, who, no, I can't go down there. Why? Because I think there's somebody down there. This is not my imagination. These guys will tell you it locked up all, like last week. I'm joking. And then all of a sudden it unlocked, didn't it? Wasn't that weird? Yeah, well, you're using Excel. Yeah. It's that, right? It's weird because it shows you the cursor, but okay. Okay, Dell, 
Let's go. Oh, yay, I got it. Did it go in? Did it show? Good. It looks green. Green means it means good. There, you go. there we go. Did it go on? Thank yeah. you. Mm -hmm. That's a good that's a good advice. She shut it right off. But it was weird because it was working and then it just went dead. Yeah. <laughs> How weird, huh? Sorry, you guys. show you guys that on your under your class there is an example of this lesson so if you guys go down to uh, 404 okay post-assessment lesson does everybody see this yes yeah and you click on to this and you go to the very bottom you're gonna see here CTE lesson plan example is everybody cool yes mm -hmm. all right so I just want to go over this. So I believe you guys are pretty good with all this. Here's the safety piece right here. Copy and paste it right out of mine. I gave you guys a little bit different, but I, would do, I like this because I also have the OSHA rules in here. So if you're teaching tech, Kayla, you want to put the OSHA rules because you're using saws and blades and, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, electricity, same thing. OSHA, because oh, yeah. that's so, you know, you have to have goggles on and, you know, all that stuff. Is everybody cool? Yes. Safety yes. equipment, etc. Okay. Then you got your one, page, uh, one period. Now I've got, here's my three questions. You always have to have three questions. This is a model. Is everybody cool? Yes. Okay, great. Now, here are my standards. I feel you guys are good. Here are my three objectives okay I know Sarah you had five because you're teaching a lot longer yeah, four, yeah. four okay you want to have at least four to six because it's two hours mm -hmm. is that all right yes okay great so yesterday I was at Ormsby Center taking my dog to be groomed there was an objective the students were able to give, give the dog a bath and trim the dog's nails and trim the dog up. It was measurable by looking at the dog. <laughs> Does this make sense? Okay, it's part of their lab. And every student is in charge of something. And I'm gonna go over that in a second, Connor, what I just showed you. All right, now. Here are the tools and equipment. Is everybody cool? Mm -hmm. And the instructional aids that I have. Now, here's your introduction. The introduction, if you want, write down introduction is the very first, like the, the front cover of something. This is what we're doing. 
I'm into music. It's the jacket of the CD. I'm old school. I do not like streamed music. We like vinyl and CDs. We like to touch them. We have a huge collection of vinyl. We feel that vinyl is still the best out of good system. I can't stand streaming. No. I like it in my classroom, but I don't like it in, I just don't like it. Like if I'm home, yeah, if I'm home, it's probably because of my age. When I'm home, our whole house is wired with speakers and we listen to music all the time. And like I said to Scott, this morning I'm listening to Boston and there's a song called Four Play Long Time. And it goes, you know, it's, it starts spilling up. And you're like, you're, you're like, da, 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 da. you know, like, it's a, it's a long day. You know what I'm talking about? You got that song, right? So you know we're starting. Does this make sense? Yes. That's the introduction. My introduction is money, money, it is funny in a rich man's world. I'm teaching taxes. The rich get richer. I could have done, you know, you know, the overture to, you know, Robin Hood. Hello. There's lots. I could have done Pink Floyd, right? Money. There's lots of songs with money. I like music. That's who I am. So I use music in all my. I'm explaining something, I use music. It's easy, you get it. Again, I'm not trying to talk religion, but Sunday I'm at church. You stand up, you hear the organ, uh, you know what I mean? And then you hear the little introduction, you know, and, they start, and then you start to sing, and at the end, you know the song is over. Sometimes you're like, oh, how many verses is this song? This is long. If you don't like the song, do you know what I'm saying? And if you hear music that's long, such as Bye Bye Miss America Pie, that's a long song. But you know it's coming to an end. Singing Bye Bye Miss American Pie. You know how he sings like that? He doesn't he drag it out? Yeah. Whiskey and rye, singing, this will be the day that I die. Does this make sense to you? Yes? You know the song is coming. It's the same thing. So when you go home, Sarah, tonight, think about that, okay? How are you going to start your class? What's the ticket? Right? So, mine is a general discussion. We do not know course six yet. So don't write course six yet because you don't know what that method is. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Leave that. Teacher take attendance. You're going to put in parentheses direct. Collect the thank you word letters. ELA artifacts, okay? Da, da, da. General discussion. You don't know what that means. The teacher will instruct the students to work, all right? Hagen with partners. 
Does this all make sense? I'm starting to put in some of the methods that you have learned. So in cooperative learning, in Kagan, we're going to look at the strategies. There is tons of strategies. I keep telling you, pick three to four. And I'm going to show you a couple. I think I gave you a couple. Didn't I? Round, robin, pair, share. Mm -hmm. What else did I give you? Pair, share, round, robin, and what? Team. 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 Together everyone accomplishes more. How's that? All right. Now, in your classroom, if you have handouts, you are now going to start to create those handouts and attach them to the lesson plan. So I know what the hell you're talking about. If there's a PowerPoint, you're going to create the PowerPoint. Got it? You're going to create the work so that I can see it. Because again, if you are doing this, you want to, you're going to have to create it for the class. So you need to put it with your lesson. Lauren, my friend. Um, is a concept map a Kagan strategy? It would be a, um, it would be mind map, yes. Mind yes, mind mapping is a Kagan. I have that in my lesson. <laughs> yeah, mind maps are Kagan cooperative learning. Does this make sense? Venn diagrams, compare, share. That's really, that, now nah, that's really course six, but that's okay. And I don't get hung up on all that so much. Okay, how are we doing so far? Okay, good. Now, I'm gonna go to two of my people in here. And two of my people in here said, I got a huge project, such as a drawing. In fact, I'll tell you who it is. My good friend Connor back there. Okay, he wants the students to complete an architectural drawing. Okay, now, here it is. Realistically, Connor's going to break it up into four days of work. And at each day, he's going to have a benchmark. Is everybody cool? So Johnny, the overachiever, likes this class so much, they're going to do much more than what they're expected to do. So on day one, they're going to go all the way and they're going to complete up to day two. So then at day two, they're going to go all the way. I'm done. In two days, two or four, I'm done. What do we do with that student? Key. Can I just say what I'm doing? Yes, because key, you are a perfect example. Explain what you are doing. So, I, I love this because I am doing this right now. So, I have a kid. We're doing cake projects every quarter. What are you doing? Cake projects. I love I cake. Think, when oh, are you going to make me a cake? Okay, right <laughs> I love cake. So, White cake is my favorite, like wedding cake. Oh, mm -hmm. So, um, I had these girls that I didn't think that they were going to do they got done, first of all, this thing takes weeks to do. They did three days worth of work all today. So you want to know what I'm doing with them? Yeah. I took, I'm taking them aside because obviously they didn't think they were going to be that advanced. You can do this or you cannot do this. But they are going to be in the back of the class. 
So what they have for tomorrow, because I'm dragging this out for them, is that they are starting their fondant pieces on their own. I They have computers, each group has computers. What they're gonna do is I gave them two videos, three videos to watch on how to make flowers, how to do, how to make fondant flowers, how to make um, fondant, um, how do I explain it? Um, how to make fondant leaves, and then how to make um, a Mickey Mouse using fondant as well. And what that's going to do is that instead of Minnie wearing a bow, because that's really, it's too advanced, she's going to put a flower on. They have to attach five separate things, uh, those five items that they I have been doing together. They have to watch those videos and do it on their own. Then I will be able to assess whether they're just advanced in pre-planning and doing cakes, or are they advancing all things cakes? And then I'll be able to assess whether they're all of the classes like that or just them. Okay, so I'm gonna take you one step further. Is that okay? Oh, absolutely. That's great. Did that help? Yes. So let me just tell you about this. So an SLO is a student learning outcome. You guys took the student learning outcome, correct? At the beginning of the first day, I assessed how you guys did. There was somebody in here that didn't do it because they were not in the class or didn't, yeah. Okay, so we're all cool. So I already know that, where they are. Now, maybe in this <coughs> class there might be a situation I didn't assess that and they know that part. So what Key is doing now is she is challenging them, but I'm gonna take it a step further, Key. Mm -hmm. If I were you, I would challenge them by independent work, finish the independent work, to be able to teach and coach with a student. I don't like that. Or a couple students. So this is what I said to my good friend Connor. So if this kid finished, what you could do is you could have him say, hey listen, could I ask you, and trust me, kids would like this, could I ask you, since you are done and this is beautiful, could you now maybe work with a couple kids that are, you know, having a little tough time or just, just, you know, instead of me doing it all the time, kids like to learn from their others. Does this all make sense to you? So you could do what Key's doing, which would be to challenge them and do some independent work, but then why not take that work and say, hey, why do I have to be in charge? Why do I gotta teach you all that fondant stuff? Let these three students be a part of that team. And let them divide the class into three or four, depending on how many students they are, and they could be the, quote, leader or whatever of each of those teams. Does this make sense? Yes? yes. That's differentiated instruction. So let's talk a little bit about differentiated instruction. Differentiated instruction means we are all learning the same objective. We're all learning the same stuff. The students will be able to identify five ingredients that go into a cake. The students will be able to identify the tools, you know, eight tools needed to create a cake or whatever. The students will be able to identify six terms associated with cake making, such as fold, cream, I don't know. You are the 
Okay, I'm on a roll. Based or whatever the hell they're doing. I don't know. Okay, are we okay? Okay, is everybody cool? Okay, all right. You guys can tell I've been teaching a long time when I can start like naming off all these different objectives, right? Okay, so here we go. So those are the objectives the whole class is doing. But differentiated means we are all gonna learn differently, maybe. So this is one way. We're all gonna learn it this way, but when you're done, we're going to go back and I'm gonna use you in a different manner. Is everybody cool with this? So let me give you the differentiated methods. You ready? Yes, Connor. Is that something that you would put into the lesson? Yes. So I'll give you an example in two minutes. Let me give you. Let me give you the method. Let me give you the strategies, and then maybe that would answer some of it. Does this make sense? Okay. So number one is an anchor activity. Another word for anchor activity that a lot of people like to use is the word bellwork. So this week we're going to have an anchor activity. Some kids might get it done in two days, some kids might get it done in three days, some kids might get it done in five. That's an anchor activity. You could also have challenges. Okay? An anchor activity. You're going to laugh when I say this to you. But you know that stupid show where that's like the ninja, and they all do the same thing, and some people get farther than the others? Yes? The anchor really is like the first beginning. Oh, that's easy. You know, it gets harder and harder as it goes on. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So the anchor is we all can do the same thing at the beginning. How are we doing so far? The second one is called a tiered assignment. So really what you're doing here, he is a tiered assignment. You finished all of these benchmarks, one, two, three, four, and now I'm giving you more to do. It's a tiered assignment with a different result. Another name for tiered assignment also is with peer teaching. And they I, together. Yeah, they go together. Because these guys did the tiered assignment, and now what? Now you can go in and teach. So if you have four groups, and you have four people doing this, or you could be one, correct? You said you had three students, right? Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, there you go. So you're one. You're all set, sister. Okay. How's that? I like my notes. I take notes, huh? Hilarious, right? And my phone, on my little index cards, I have all this stuff. So under a tiered assignment, you want to say, what are the essential skills? So the essential skill really is to bake the cake, correct? Mm -hmm. Now, will this all go in the method box? Yes. Okay. I'm just trying to make sure that And you're going to, and I'll tell you what you're going to do independently, it will help you. Okay. And then you're going to have essential learning outcome. Every student is going to master making a cake, correct? Yes. Now the fondant, some people, everybody's going to have some example of what fondant is. Maybe the objective is the students will be able to list what fondant versus, 
you know, the difference between icing and fondant. The students, because some kids may never get that far. The students will be able to identify two ingredients in fondant. How's that? And you might spend one day on fondant, but some kids might not be able to, or it could be different, like the way that they do it. It's like gingerbread houses. I suck at gingerbread houses to make that. You might be good, but you know, some people they have better, oh, yours looks nice, mine looks terrible. Well, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, the next one, adjusting questions. So you're adjusting the essential question based on ability or learning style. What, you know, like some people might be more complex. Go to, going to Bloom's Taxonomy. I always say to you guys, stick within the first three, but if you have an overachiever, and I'm just gonna use this as an example, and I'm not saying this because it's my granddaughter, but today I was at my, grand's, my son's house, and I babysat my new grandson for a few hours so my granddaughter could go out with my daughter-in-law and my son's work. And she comes home and she's having a little rough go because go, go, you're holding my baby brother and I don't want you holding my baby and you're my go, go, and you know what I'm saying. It's typical of a kid. So then at the end, I said, Capri, you know, I she said something and I said, you know, she was mean and I said, I don't like that. You hurt my feelings. I mean, I kind of laid it on pretty thick. Because that's, you know, you don't, it's not unacceptable to say that. And then at the end, she warms up to me and I love you, go, go. And she's hugging and kissing me and all that stuff. Don't go, don't go. I gotta go teach, you know, go to teach Bob's day. She looks at me and she says, without missing a beat, drive, she's just turned three, drive carefully, it could be icy out. I look at my daughter-in-law and I go, oh my God, she's got three more years to be home. <laughs> and I keep saying to her, we're gonna have to really seriously start thinking about schools for her because when she goes to kindergarten, she will be bored out of her mind with somebody that might not be at her level. Does this make sense? And I, as a professional, and I'm not saying this because she's, my granddaughter, that scares me. Because I said to my niece the other day that was over, she goes, oh, Capri's going to school next year, kindergarten next year. I go, uh, no. She has three more years to be home because her birthday is December 21st. There are a lot of people that Yes. And I think, and she doesn't watch, she doesn't do a lot of, like, with, she does not do any, like, cell phone computer stuff. And I think that maybe they were all like that, but kids aren't like that because they're doing other things. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. I think when you, I, I don't know what it is. I'm trying to find out too, because I teach from kindergarten to the weekend, and it's, it's mind-boggling. Her vocabulary, now I know that I taught her some huge words, like I'll say, hi Capri, how are you? And she'll go, good, go, go, how are you? I'm doing wonderful, thank you. She goes, we're having a conversation. Now, I taught her that word. Mm -hmm. 
I teach her all these big words and what they mean. Okay, that's me. I know where that's coming from. But for a, a kid that just turned three and December 21st goes, be careful driving. It could be icy out to me is, like, where is she getting that from? Like, you know, that's that, to put that together. Does that make sense? So when we talk about adjusting questions, that's the type of learner. You're going to look at what type of learner. Now, with adjusted learning uh, questions, you want to also look at the learning styles, okay? So some kids are really good with visual. Some people, I'm terrible at kinesthetic learning. I am not good putting anything together. Like follow the direction, like Lego, I suck at it. I hate it, I don't like it, I don't want to ever do it. Buying something on Wayfair, no way, no how. Buying something at Amazon, no way no, if it has to be put together. We're gonna have to buy, we're gonna buy a snowblower, we decided it, because I keep paying these people to plow my driveway $350 for twice. I'm gonna take a chance. I'm gonna roll the dice and buy myself a snowblower because our driveway's not that big. This is me. I know exactly what snowblower I'm gonna get, a Toro. Because I had a Toro lawnmower that I beat the crap out of and this thing always worked. Got it? So I'm gonna go into Home Depot, who has it, because Lowe's doesn't carry Toro, they carry Craftmaster, and I'm gonna say, I want this snowblower, I want you to do everything with this snowblower except the gas. I can pour gas into it, but I'm not doing any oil, I don't want any of that stuff. I want you to do everything. It's like when I go to buy my gas grills every few years, I want it all hooked up. Does this make sense? Yeah. I am not good with any of that stuff. Okay, I'm not a kinesthetic, I'm not a good kinesthetic learner. I get very frustrated. Okay, the next one. Uh, learning, learning contracts. So a learning contract would be great for a student that might be on home school for some reason. Like right now, with everything with this coronavirus, learning contracts would be good if a kid is out for a long period of time. They're saying now, the governor said yesterday, if someone is home and they're in quarantine, you cannot, they, can, they have to get paid and they cannot lose their job. We are quarantining everybody. So when they say to you, if you're coming from Italy, in fact, my girlfriend's supposed to be going to Italy, she's probably canceled their trip. If you're going to Italy, blah, 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 all these different places, when you come home, you are gonna be immediately quarantined for two weeks. We're telling you this right now. It's on the news today. Does this all make sense? So in this example, this would be a great thing to do is have some learning contracts. A kid that has been suspended, you need to provide work. A kid that doesn't like to work in a group and wants to work individually, that's a learning contract. That's okay. So what? If a kid wants to do it on their own and not be in a group, you can have them do a learning contract. Yes, Connor. Okay, so that would be like you have the whole lesson, you have the whole activity all mapped out, 
and you say these specific tasks have to be done on these specific dates. Could you even do them with your whole classroom? Like sure you could. You could do one whole big huge contract. But the thing is, why would you do that? Because again, but if I finished, I finished day one contract, so I got I got thirty minutes left in the class. I'm going to be fiddle farting around. You know what I mean? So that wouldn't be. I think this, the method, is much better having it as a, is like a coach. You know what I mean? Rather than and peer, you know, uh, you know, teaching, peer teaching rather than that. Because a contract really is kind of finite. Usually contracts right now have been used with kids that are like, they are don't want to cheat. It's like this. You're going to laugh when I say this. When your kid is little and you say to them, you have to take three bites. That's a contract. I'll count. One, two. That's a contract, right? It's a verbal contract. You can have ice cream if you take two more bites of your dinner. Or how old are you? That's how many. Do you know what I'm talking about? We all do it. That would be a verbal contract. You've got to do this. Where, you know, your brother gobbled their whole dinner down. They're eating their ice cream. They're, they're that kind of a learner. I love this. I hate it. How's that? Yes. Yes. When you taught at East Aurora, did you like write different tests based off ability? No. I did not. Do you have other teachers that did? No. 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 So how I, do you like accommodate because because of like if it's a true false question, if it's, if it's subjective, excuse me, if it's objective, it's right or wrong. Most of my tests were both objective and subjective. So a subjective test would automatically throw that into that okay. based on their ability. So like when I give a subjective test, I always have a rubric. And then I read everybody through and then I throw them in piles based on the levels of where they are. And that's what they do on the SATs. Mm -hmm. The SAT, the writing part, Everybody comes to the table with different abilities. And so what they do is they look at, or your DBQs, they look at specific things that meet specific criteria. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just didn't know if like, you needed to like, change like, the verbiage or like, the wording. No, but, but if you have a student that has a severe, like an IEP that has to have that, generally what happens, or an ELA, uh, an, uh, you know, other, you know, second language is ELA, um, then what you can do is you can have the special ed teacher adjust the test based on the IEP. Absolutely. They usually would do that, or they would give them like triple time, that type of thing. Okay. Um, if you are like my brother-in-law, he lives in Mexico, and his, he worked for the University of Veracruz, and what he does is he takes... Spanish tests, converts them to English, administers the test to the English-speaking students, which it might be medical students or whatever, and then takes those tests and then translates them and then gives them to the teacher to grade. Does that make sense? Kind of, yeah. 
Okay, I'm gonna give you another quick example of something. So one day I had a student, I'll never forget his name, his name was Ugo. Ugo was from um, a Belize, I think for a second, okay? So I said to him, this is years ago, he was an exchange student, he was supposed to be pretty, pretty average. So I said, okay, we are all gonna go home, blah, 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 on Friday we're gonna take a test on this material. So we reviewed, we did all this stuff and everything. So on Friday, Uvo comes in and I give him, you know, the test and everything and he doesn't say a word to me. I correct his test and he fails. And I go, Ugo, what happened? This is no lie, I can't make this up. I go, what happened? He goes, Mrs. Ryan, I thought, or what was Mrs. Griffith's time? I thought we were gonna drink Pepsi and Coca-Cola. That was during the time that was the big, huge Pepsi test and the Coke test, which you, know, you taste test, which one's better. That's what he thought the test was. He thought the test when I said, he goes, we don't call this a test. We call it an examination. It's like holiday vacation. Right. I thought it was an interest that, that really opened my eyes as a teacher yeah. to understand, wow, you know, because the kid was smart, like what happened here? Like why, you know, what, what caused this to happen? How's that? Okay, the next one, buddies or partners? This pretty much speaks for itself. You work with somebody, yes? You pair it, pair them up. So you could pair them up like a, and, and you guys, I, I'm gonna show you some videos that you guys can look at. So you could have reading buddies, like a kid that struggles and a kid that doesn't struggle, work together, yes? The next one, flexible grouping. So that's putting people into groups or teams that are flexible, move them out, move them in. Um, and we are, on lesson four, we are putting this into our lesson We'll talk about that. I'm not talking about, I'm just teaching right now the method, okay? The next one is called curriculum compacting. That, my definition is KWL. What do they know? What do you want them to learn? Is everybody cool with that? The next one is called centers. I love centers. That's the one I used to use. So everybody's going to visit a center and learn, do something. So you might have four centers. Elementary school, they love centers. This is the post office. We're talking about community helpers. We're gonna have a center for post office. We're gonna have a center for, um, let's say, restaurant. We're gonna have a center for firemen. You know what I'm saying? And they all learn all about those things. And the last one is independent study. Independent study. Okay, now, look at my number eight. After a period of time, the teacher will then review the section with the completed 1040 easy use me overhead. Direct and modeling. You guys understand that now, right? Mm -hmm. The student partners will then complete section one, two, three, four. The teacher will monitor. Kagan, 
and monitor. Partners is, that's what I chose. As a class, the students will individually look up the tax amount. So I've got a series of, a series of methods in number 12. 13, I have two methods. Is everybody cool? Now, you don't have to worry about any of this. Don't worry about this. Closure, how is it going to end? The students will be asked, why is it important to master the skill of filling out and interpreting a 1040 easy? You know, and we're gonna have a discussion on all this. So today we learned about differentiated instruction, okay? And the importance of learning about differentiated instruction. Yes, Lauren? Is that where you would write like students will complete a ticket out? No. This is not the assessment. This is the amen, the end. Where did kids learn their day, right? Bye-bye, Miss American Pie. I know the class is coming to an end. When I do Pilates twice a week, I know that the hour is up because the teacher says, ladies or gents or whoever, put your feet in straps. That's always done the last. That exercise is always done the last. Does this make sense? We know it's coming to an end. Guided practice is homework. So let's talk about it. I have students are encouraged to go home and have a general discussion about taxes. If you give homework, you better know that they're going to cheat. So my advice to you is to do it, break it up, and do it as a group. You're gonna do four. You do question one, question two, question three, question four, or I've got five pods in my class, right? Six kids in each pod. I have 30 students. I get two decks of cards. I'm gonna pull out all the aces. I have eight aces, two decks of cards, right? All the kings, all the queens, all the jacks, all the tens, all the nines. You walk into the class, you're gonna grab a card. I don't care what card you grab. At the end of class, if you have the ace, you're all gonna do question one. If you have the king, you're question two. If you have the queen, three. If you have the jack, four. Then you collect the cards. Or you collect the cards right at the beginning so that they can't, you know, don't have time to chit chat with each, because they don't know who's got the cards. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. Why do I have to have everybody do one through six the same thing? That means, He's gonna do the work, we're gonna pay her, and she's gonna give us the answers. We've talked about this. Did we already talk about this? Yeah. So when it comes to homework, I wanna use, and I just used this in my strategies class, what's the rigor? To copy? What's the point of the homework? Now, there is homework. 
I have it for my lesson. Collect the thank you letter. Guess what? Everybody has to do a thank you letter and sign their own name and write. I can tell if you copied because you would have the same work. I always say to the students, the first paragraph, they could all be the same. Thank you very much for coming into my career and financial management class on Friday, comma, March 16th, comma, 2020. The topic that you presented was extremely interesting. Paragraph two, that's where you're gonna write five sentences about what you got out of it. Paragraph three, I don't care if you have the same paragraph. Does this all make sense? It's individual, highs, positive, individual, equal, simultaneous. Does this all make sense now? Mm -hmm. So don't give me, everybody's going to do homework and I'm going to grade it. I'm going to flip out. <laughs> because you know what? That's bullshish kebab. Those are the dogs of the school. I'm going to be honest. I'm retired. I just said this to Kath Mills. Sometimes I wonder, what the hell am I doing? I'm retired. I don't need to prove anything. But the dogs are lazy. Everybody's going to open up your book and answer the 10 questions. <laughs> Why? Because I said so? No. Does this all make sense? And there are tons of dogs. I went to a recently a meeting, and they were still facts, and their big thing was sewing a pillow. I'm like, are you, excuse my language, shitting me? That's what I did when I was in Oh my God. I did that probably in seventh grade. In 1960-whatever. They're still doing that. Yeah. They're still doing that. I, this is me. This is me. Did you know we have modules? That's what you should be teaching. I'm not saying the kids don't know how, should know how to sew. Every kid should know how to sew and cook at a level. But really, we're going to spend a whole semester on making a pillow. That frightens me. I, like I said to the Board of Regents, some of the people, I'm so glad that we are having, and that meeting still has not been rescheduled. No, not yet. But, yeah, but I'm so glad that the Board of Regents finally saying, holy cripe, we are still teaching the same thing to these people, and the world is different. Yes. There's different topics. There's totally different. We see this in our government, don't we? If you told me years ago, I mean, I'm not faced by certain things. Like, what's wrong? Like, like, I know that there are some people that are still, like, in the dark ages. Yes? But we need to be teaching things that are relevant. Like, you got to be kidding me. We, we don't make everybody take a computer course, but yet we expect every kid to know how to use computers. I find that appalling. I find that appalling. Yeah. I find that appalling. 
I find it appalling that we have such an issue with bankruptcy and student loans, but no one's sitting down with the kids saying, okay, when you're a junior in high school or sophomore in high school, you gotta pay this money back. What? They don't know the difference between a grant and a loan. Subsidized and unsubsidized. Adults don't know. And yet, we're like, have a great time. I'm gonna choose my own matter. It's St. Bonaventure, that's $68,000. Have a great time. Who's paying? And then kids get out of school and I hear some of my son's friends that have got debt of like $200,000. Like, really, you're gonna be able to pay that being a school teacher? I don't think so. That's the truth. Huh? Do you know how many people have done it? Or how about this? Yeah, yeah, but then nobody's talking to them. Okay, or this one. This is another one. I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna use my alma mater, St. Bonaventure, and I'm a freshman, and I'm gonna take out the loan for the whole year, the max, right? All the loan, 64,000, so I'm gonna take out half of it, let's just say. 30,000, okay? And I flunk out. I still owe that money. Or how about this? And parents don't get this. I take out the school loan, a federal loan, and something happens, I die. My parents are required to pay that back because it's a federal loan. It's not excused. What do you mean you don't have insurance? So these are things that I say to the board, we gotta start looking at these things. These are real issues, right? I mean, we're all expected to learn technology, but nobody knows how to use it because no one's taught it. So when you girls say, hey, I need extra, absolutely. I teach a computer course, they're in my computer class, and that's what we're talking about. When I was observing last semester, I was in a middle school facts classroom, there must have been 30 sewing machines, and the teacher, she didn't want the sixth graders using her because she didn't trust them. And it was just so sad because they were just sitting there collecting dust, and they were just watching like overheads and like of just the parts of the sewing machine that they weren't actually looking at the sewing machine. That's ridiculous. It was yeah. real bad. I just um, got a, I just so got a stomach ache. <laughs> I will say this though. Yesterday when I picked up my dog from Bosey's, I was laughing because I haven't been in a high school this year, well once, and I don't know for some reason it was the change of the periods, and I'm walking with my dog, and all of a sudden I look at these kids, and I'm like, geez, these kids seem bigger than I remember. Mm -hmm. Isn't that funny? All right, so is everybody cool so far? So here's our yeah. independent. This is independent means, hey, I need additional help. Independent. If you need additional help, these are some tools, and they might say, we've done that, we still need more help. That's great. I was welcoming for that information. Yes, Connor. I was doing a project where it was like in between two different things, I guess, and there wasn't necessarily homework because we're working on using. Don't homework. ever say none. Yeah, would you just put in like no. think about what they're doing? Or yes. Like go home and have a discussion about what you're doing in school. I can't or go or go listen. Encourage the students to go online okay. and okay. do some re additional research. It worked. <laughs> 
It's fun. Kids like to like, kids like YouTube. Yeah. So like, for example, now I'm going to use my granddaughter again because, because I find that kids at a young age, it's really opening my eyes as a teacher because they mimic you, the way you dress, the way you act, everything. So when I was babysitting her, I would give her a, ba a bath because she goes to school two days a week and I, I'm a, I hate germs. So I'd be like, okay, we have to take Mr. Bubbles coming into our house today. And I'd say this to her. You know, when I was a kid, there was this old bubble bath called Mr. Bubble. I don't even know if they make it anymore. Mm -hmm. And there was a commercial, and the, and the lady, it was a grandmother, and it was, there's a man in the bathtub. And it was the kid, and he had all the bubbles all over his face, like a, you know, like a beard. Mm -hmm. It's Mr. Bubble. So sure enough, I, I don't know, one of my friends, I was telling them this, they went on YouTube, they found the Mr. Bubble ad from like the 50s and they sent it to me. So I sent it to my granddaughter, to my daughter-in-law. And I said, here's the Mr. Bubble ad. And they, they don't like, she doesn't like know how to use like all the, I'm sure she doesn't know how to use a phone, but they showed her that little ad. She's hilarious. Go, go. Do the Mr. Bubble. There's a man. And I'm like, you know, do the whole thing. And because it's a grandmother. What? You know, she's yelling in the end. It's hilarious. So what I'm saying is that if you say, go on a video, kids will want, they're intrigued with that. Mm -hmm. Kids like that. Go on something and see what it's all about. Does that make sense to you? Yeah? Okay. All right, so let's go here. Our, now, this is where the ticket out the door is, the assessment. Each student, every student has to do something. Every single student. Students will be able to list the wages and the interest. Every student. This is where the teacher asks the question, how did the lesson go, what happened, etc. How are we doing so far? Does this make better sense? Yes. Mm -hmm. So now, in lesson plan four, doing two weeks. That's why you got nice two weeks. I'm gonna ask you now to place in some of the methods that you feel comfortable with. And if you have a worksheet, or you have a PowerPoint, or whatever, a YouTube, you've got to tell me where you get it from. And do we put that in a technology use? Yes, ma'am, and I attach it, a hard copy. Does this make sense? You, you mean the link? I want yeah, you to attach it. Attach the link? No, I want the hard copy attached to your lesson plan. Like stick to it, yeah. Like the you do a worksheet. Okay, okay. YouTube, but I want, if it's YouTube, YouTube the link. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I misunderstood you, Susanna. But you've got like a handout of uh, uh, pamphlets. Yes. Yes. Out. Okay. Yes. Connor. During the uh, classroom, you have the students do like so. I have the first 
Every single student's work. Well, it was homework for the first day. Yeah, but did you correct it all? Did you collect it? Correct it all? You have a yeah. yeah, I mean, probably not. No. So yeah. you. Uh, so my advice to you is that's really not the best thing. Okay. You would really want them because, for example, I didn't do it, and you have no idea I didn't do it, or I copied it. It was homework. I copied it. Susanna did it all. I copied it. I don't know what the hell is in there. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Well, you would notice that based off of all the other stuff, though? I'm not sure. I, I, mean, I would argue that with you. I would argue. And maybe I chose to take the easiest thing. Here's an example. I'm going to use Key's example, baking a cake. I'm going to buy a Jiffy cake mix and make the Jiffy cake mix. It's very simple. It's not complex at all. She didn't tell me that I had to do it from scratch. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? I know Key will want me to do a cake from scratch. But I'm going to go and do a Jiffy cake mix. She'll never know. Or, you're going to laugh. I'm going to take it even a step further. Easy bake oven. <laughs> Throw a little water <laughs> Cooking cake with a light bulb. We all did it and we all ate them. Does that make sense, Connor? Yeah. There's the complexity of a cake. And I'm just using hers because her lesson has to do with cake. So easy bake oven to Jiffy to Duncan Hines to make one from scratch. Like when I go to a wedding and I taste the wedding cake, mm -hmm. I am telling you, I'm a cake, I love cake. I can tell you if the person that made the wedding cake used a box cake mix versus a scratch cake mix. If you like cake, you know, it's like homemade ice cream versus store-bought. Yeah. Or ice cream that's got all that fat in it. Oh, it's so good, it's so bad for you. Like, you know, or here's another one. A Reese's peanut butter versus a Palmer peanut butter. <laughs> Palmer's all waxy chuck or or like uh, you know like I like ch I like sweets so I can tell you Paula's donuts versus Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm gonna eat a donut, I'm going Paula's. If I'm eating a donut, I'm eating. In fact, I was even thinking about it. Has anybody tried that hospice donut? I want to. I have some. I never bought some. They look good. I didn't try it. Were there some left in the case when you went? Oh, he literally it. like had it on like a paper plate with so, like tin foil over it. He got it from the door. I want to try it. It looks really good. <laughs> 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 what did you say? It's cookie well, dough chocolate. It has a cookie dough right on top. It looks yeah. like ice cream. Yeah. It looks fantastic. They had a cannoli donut for a little bit. Yeah. Did you try it? Yeah, I love cannoli. It was like, it tasted like, yeah. Uh, it's like birthday cake ice cream with the cake pieces in it. I Yeah. Okay. So if I'm gonna eat that stuff, if I'm gonna eat, so kind of did I answer your question? 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to eat, listen, if I'm going to eat a piece of chocolate, today was at Wegmans dying for a piece of chocolate, I'm like walking around going, I'm going to get chocolate. I looked at Reese's, I go, no. If I'm going to eat something that's chocolate, I'm going to go to Fowler's or like Watson Key. I'm going to go, I'm going, going large. <laughs> going large. Go large or go home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Any questions about this? Okay. Any questions? Okay. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to ask you guys that, and I'm going to show you, this is your independent work. Is everybody cool? Okay. I was going to type it out. I have it in my files, but I did not give it to you because John Popovich is coming in. But if you go to YouTube and you type in Kagan Cooperative Learning, look it, here it is, Kagan. I just typed it in. Does everybody see this? Yes. <laughs> there are tons and tons and tons of videos that have to do with Pagan. I believe there's like 30 in this. Oh, this is just 12. Okay, so you can, these are strategies. Do you see what I'm saying? Kagan Cooperative Learning is the method. You're working together as in a group. Does this make sense? Group work. But, the strategy is all about Traditional teaching engages some students, but not all. Kagan is a revolutionary approach to teaching that actively engages every student. Let's look at the problems traditional teaching creates. Students sit in rows. The rule is no talking. The teacher presents new information and learning skill. To engage students, the teacher asks the class a question. One student responds at a time. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? So what's wrong with that? The first problem is we set our students against each other. When the teacher calls on Peter to answer, Susie lowers her hand in disappointment. Ah! But when Peter begins to falter, she shoots her hand back up, waves it wildly. Pick me, teacher. A subset of students Mr. Cotter, for the opportunity to shine. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Competitive class is not a brain-friendly learning environment. The next problem is students spend very little time actively engaged. The teacher is doing most of the talking, most of the time. When we finally do engage students, it's one at a time. It's like being in a long line, waiting to be served. A big percent of the class is somewhere between mildly interested and comatose. Many students don't want to turn. They feel they can't or don't want to compete. Johnny is shy. Monica is lower achieving. Juan is still learning English. These students don't want to be singled out. Don't call on me. They hide. They opt out. It's no wonder we have an achievement gap. Traditional teaching engages some of the class, but many students can easily slip through the cracks. Kagan engages all students. We turn things around, literally. Instead of facing the back of a classmate's head, we turn students around to face each other. Instead of calling on one student at a time, we can call on all students. Using the Kagan structure timed pair share, the teacher asks a question. In pairs, partner A shares for 30 seconds, then partner B shares for 30 seconds. Everyone has a turn. Sharing with a partner is safe. There's no need to hide. In just a little over a minute, we engage every student. In the same amount of time in the traditional class, we engage one student. What's better, engage one student or engage every student? Absolutely right. 
everyone learns more. It's not just the amount of engagement that matters. It also matters how we engage students. With Kagan structures, we engage students with interactive pair and team structures. While students master academic curriculum, they develop essential social skills. They learn teamwork skills. They develop communication skills. They practice leadership skills. These are the very college and career readiness skills our standards call for. In teams, students are no longer isolated or competing against each other. They celebrate each other's successes. They are on the I same told side. You that. Celebrate, Cooperation right? leads to kinder and more huh? caring kids. Yes. Yeah. We create buddies, not bullies. Kagan's simple yet powerful structures transform education. In numbered heads together, teammates put their heads together okay, to Okay, I'm going to stop this because you know what? These are all different strategies. Mm -hmm. Is everybody cool? Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying to you is, is independently, you can go to YouTube and you guys can look at all these different strategies. You can actually see classrooms being, you know, what they look like. You can have an idea. Here's quiz, 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 trade. You know, you can look at different strategies. There's all, they're all written out. Is everybody cool? Maps are in here, mind mapping, etc. So inside outside circle, that's one of my favorites. Yep, okay. So my advice to you is to look at there's the jigsaw. Look at three or four of these. Get to know them that you feel comfortable. Now, I'm gonna be honest. I took over a week of training on this. Okay, I took it at school, but then I took it independently. When I was gonna teach this, I wanted to make sure that I had enough background on this. I have books on this. Different activities, different, there's games, there's all these different things. Silly games, Kagan Silly Games, you can look it up, they're books. Okay, there's cards. Here is an example of how I knew a student looked at it. Here's the jigsaw puzzle. Yesterday, someone did. Is everybody cool? Each student, their assignment was, each student was going to explore one, four strategies, and I assigned the four strategies. So independently, I'm not gonna ask Scott to drive from Olean to sit here and watch videos that Joanne Ryan feels Scott, you, I'm gonna pick for you. You are all independent and each of you teach different subjects. Based on your subjects, you should look at these. Does this make sense? So the method of teaching is cooperative learning, not Kagan, it's cooperative learning. There's other cooperative learning models such as Campbell, that's another, I like Kagan. Cooperative learning, now, Strategies is how you're going to engage the learner. We teach a whole course on strategies, I teach. I'm asking you to choose three or four strategies. These guys know tons of strategies. And they also have different exits, things that you do in that class. Does this make sense? Yes? Okay, the next one is called differentiated instruction. Now. This is another. I gave you guys, I always want to call her Lily. Her name is Carol. 
but I always want to call her Lily Tomlinson because that's her name. differentiated instruction. Okay, her name is, listen, this is an excellent video. It's the introduction to, this is the introduction sample lesson. I believe it's a half hour long, it's 33 minutes. Her name is Carol Ann Tomlinson. T H, I misspell it. T O M, I'm just looking for L I N S O N. Let me see if I can find her name. Here it is. <coughs> Carol Ann Tomlinson. There she is. It's up here. T O M, L I N S O N. This is the person I took training for. I took it in the summer. I got a binder, it's about this thick. Again, all you guys got was this, a scratch of the surface. So what you need to do is you guys should start looking at five keys to this. You might wanna see the introduction of what this all is about. Here's the sample lesson, okay? And then she gets into the different forms, or you guys could type in, for example, differential instruction through centers. And it should come up. Five keys, you said? Yes. I'm just looking here if they have centers. I know, you have to kind of, here, right here, right here. How to group students for different centers in music class. They use music as, you know, as a key. But you'll be able to find this. Does this all make sense to you? Yes. Now, I'm gonna tell you, bloody honest, you should be looking at this. This is a lot of work. If you don't look at this stuff, I'm gonna tell you, when you go to teach, you're not gonna know how to do it because you have to teach your students. So like when I did centers in my class, we are all learning the same material but different ways. So some students might want to learn about career, okay, we're going to all look about careers and career clusters, okay? How boring is that? There's 16 career clusters. So I'm going to say to the students, here's the assignment. Everybody gets the same objective, same assignment. I don't care how you do it. You're gonna choose a, a career, choose a cluster, choose a career. You can either go to the library and read books on it. You can do a video on it. You know, look, watch a video, or get, get it from a video. You can go to the computer and do research. You can do an interview with somebody. I don't care how you do it, but you're going to all do a career project. And the career project's gonna be a big, huge project board. And you're gonna display six out of the 10 questions I ask you. 
you can choose which six aspects of their career you want to describe. And then we are gonna take those project boards and we are going to create a career fair for the middle school, in the library at the middle school. This is exactly what I did. I'm not making this up, okay? Because in career financial management, it's a whole career project, career you know, interest. So why am I making everybody do the same thing? Hey, I'm interested in law enforcement, and my dad's best friend is you know, an FBI agent. I think that would be fun to, to interview him. Here's the 10 questions. Choose six out of the 10, come up with the answers, and create a cool board with that. And here's my display. And I would model what my expectation is, and I would grade it through a rubric. You guys all know that I'm gonna grade your lesson plans through a rubric. It's on task stream. I gave you a <coughs> model of my expectation, didn't I? Yes. Mm -hmm. I've demonstrated many times what you need to do. Now I'm teaching you, right now, direct instruction, which I hate, but I have to because I have a limited time about what to do. Is everybody cool with this? So again, no offense, Scott, you are welcome to drive here and I can come here and I can choose the videos that I think are important for him to learn. Definitely the lesson plan one is extremely important. Or, it's Saturday night, his wife's out, he's babysitting his kids, he has nothing else to do, crap, I might as well get my schoolwork done. Right? Or I'm going on a trip and I'm stuck in the airport, like next week. When I'm in an airport, that to me is time for me to do something. So trust me, when I get to the JFK airport on Friday when I'm flying home, I, it's usually not gonna be an easy thing. And sitting on an airplane for an hour from JFK to Buffalo, New York, I'm doing something. Does this make sense? So these are some things that I'm giving you now, and I trust me, I'm gonna give you time to do this. Next week, we weren't supposed to meet, but John wants you guys to come. So during Easter week, when we don't meet, don't say, hey, Mrs. Ryan didn't give us our money's worth. I'm giving it to you ahead of time of some things you can do. Does this make sense? Because realistically, you probably will be able to watch easily, easily, three to four hours of this stuff. I'm the nerd, you see the big N? Mm. Last night, 10.30 at night, I'm doing schoolwork, not your work, I'm doing stuff for the NYSACTI for this conference that I'm going to. I've got, in fact, I just, I'm missing my Irish luncheon because I have a meeting in New York City and I just broke the news to my sister that I can't go to the Irish luncheon at the Irish Center. Mm. So, there you go. Is this cool with everybody? Okay, any questions so far? Okay, so, so now I just wanna look at the syllabus. So tonight we talked about differentiated instructions and instruction of management strategies. Traditional models of teaching, you just saw a little bit of that, yes? The four dis dis distinct families that generally fit into models of instruction. That would be really the four models, meaning the four major learning 
styles. Auditory, visual, kinesthetic, and sequential. Is everybody cool? Kids either learn from their eyes, their hearing, their body, or one, two, three, four. Those are the common. Individual conferences and lesson plan two. I did everybody so far, yes? And assessment data, instructional improvement, meaning how are you doing? Do you feel like you guys are growing a little bit more? Yes or no? Okay. Now, I do want to talk a little bit about um, on 318, we're going to see some things on multiple pathways and individual conference on lesson plan three if needed. Question. Yes. Um, are we putting the differentiated instruction on lesson plan four or no? If you feel comfortable and you want to, and you are gonna create something, that would be great. Okay. Now notice that differentiated instruction, as well as Kagan Cooperative Learning, there are buddies, pair share, they're the same thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. They all kind of mean the same, have the same idea of where we are. Okay, any questions, any more other questions? You want, you want to turn it in three or you want to keep it? I'm going to collect it in a few minutes. Okay. That's something three. I'm going to collect it. Now next week, I don't know what John's going to talk to you about. I'm sorry, but you know, he wants you guys to be here. And here, and I'm going to ask you guys to uh, sign a sheet of paper. Could somebody do that for me? Suzanne, would you collect it just so I know who's here? Okay. If you're not here, so I have that idea. Okay. All right. Now. Um, there was one other quick thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, and that is professional development. Quadrant four of your APPR. And I'm gonna ask you guys if you wouldn't mind getting out your number seven handout. Number seven handout. What? Which one is seven? Seven. Okay. Number seven handout. All right, so number four, seven handout. The first part is reflecting on teaching. You will know in your lesson plan that you all have a reflection piece, right? This is where you're going to look at future teaching. This is why we do this. So I'm going to ask you in your reflection to do me a favor. I'm going to ask you to create a series of questions. And you can use those questions for every single lesson moving forward. Number one might be, was there enough time? Number two, were the students engaged? If not, what can I do to improve it? Number three, were the objectives met through the ticket out the door? I'm just throwing this out. Does this all make sense? Yes? I'm going to ask you to probably come up with maybe eight questions. 
Now, this is where when you do your ed TPA, there's a reflection piece. This is some of the questions that you will want where the IEPs met, where the 504s met. How are you going to gauge that? So I'm gonna ask you to say, I'm gonna ask you guys, in your reflection, you're gonna ask a question and I'm gonna ask you, how are you going to measure that? Like, did you have enough time to pass, but did the kids learn, talk today, whatever, and doing it during that day? Yeah, like for example, where the IEPs met, and then you mm -hmm. could say, as a reflection, looking over the IEPs were all the students, you know, did they, if the students needed extra time, were they given the extra time? How were they given the extra time? Was the special ed teacher maybe asked to step into the room or something like this? Does this make no, sense? Put it in, 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 on lesson four, I mean. Yes, lesson four. Okay, then, okay. So in lesson four under the reflection, I'm gonna ask you to beef this up. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. The second part of professional development is your records. So how do you know students have completed? So Tony said, are you gonna collect our third lesson? I, yeah. Now, I'm gonna tell you, my way of collecting work is individual. I might stand at the door and have everybody, as you leave, hand me your lesson plan or I might go to each person. If Key passes her work up, I'm gonna go, uh-uh-uh-uh. I wanna take it directly from each person. Because the more I'm consistent with that, my records, it's part of my professional responsibility. Do I pass the work out in a timely fashion? Like if I was teaching, like if I was gonna see you tomorrow, I trust me, your work would be back to you the next day. People like instantaneous response. Now, sometimes it's not realistic. Like when I was a kid and I took my road test, you would take the road test and within a week you'd get an envelope. If it was thick, you passed. If it was thin, you didn't. It was not instantaneous. When I had my senior picture taken, you would take your picture and two weeks later you get the proofs in the mail. Today they show them right there, on, right there on the spot. Does this make sense? You didn't know how you did. I find it interesting that kids still apply for college by December 1st and they accept for May 1st. I find that interesting. That has not changed. That is interesting. There's kids still waiting to see if they get accepted to schools. Yes. I have one student. He's a, a foreign student, change student. Yes. Got accepted at Canisius College for the four four years tuition pay. Nice. That's fabulous. Good for them. That's a couple hundred thousand dollar gift. Wow. <laughs> Okay, the next one is communicating with families. 
So, engagement of families in instructional program. Did you notice that on my lesson plan I say go home and talk to your parents? There you go. I'm engaging my students. I don't say that for just for the heck of it. I'm bringing the parents in. I did a speaker series where I brought people in. My career project, you, did you hear me say my dad's friend? Yes? You are engaging the family into the learning. This can be very difficult. And you will know immediately how engaged your parents are with the third week of school through open house. That would be your SLO of parents. When parents show up, they're interested. Or they send you an email or something. Only has our, our open house before school even begins. It's crazy, stupid. So you don't even so know. So they can hand out schedules and laptops and all that, get all that stuff out of the way. Parents come. That's crazy. Stupid. So you don't even meet the kids. Yeah, I mean, but then you have individual conferences. Yeah. Yes? Um, at West Middle, they did this thing in the facts room for like when kids, they missed a lab. They would do it at home and then the parent would have to like make comments on what like, the kid did and sign off on it. Schoology is great. Key, want to talk oh, a little bit about Schoology? Sco talk a little bit about, do you guys know what Schoology is? Yeah. Do you all know? Is there anybody here that doesn't know? Okay, so explain just real so, quick. Schoology is something that the um, Buffalo Public is using. It allows you to post all of your assignments, um, your syllabus, um, everything in your classroom. It allows the students to message you at any time and also allows you for any student in any class, even if they're not underneath my roster, because I have students underneath my name and in my partner's name, they can access all of the assignments on mine and my partner's, as well as message me, even though I'm not their teacher. They can also submit the assignments and they have the time that they submitted, the day that they submitted it, and the, um, uh, oh, I forgot. It's, it's something else, right? right then and there. As soon as you get it, it pops up in your email on on your actual Buffalo Schools website email mm -hmm. and your own personal email because I have both mine tapped so it comes straight to my phone. It is literally And your grades. And your grades. So you can you can't transfer your grades over from Schoology over to Infinite Campus. But you can grade them on Schoology as well as Infinite Campus. Yeah. So if you don't have your grades in Infinite Campus yet you can um, grade them on Schoology, they can see that, and then when you transfer over those grades, if something changed or anything like that, you do it in Schoology, you transfer over it into the campus. It's literally one of the best things that they created. It is awesome. Now, I, in our school, we didn't have Schoology, but I had a website that I did where I used to do this. Now, this is four years, Schoology just was coming out. But the other thing is, is that today, parents wanna see Day, you know, like all the grades. So I, in my grading policy in strategies, if you take the strategies class, one of the outcomes is a grading policy. I always specifically said, I'm gonna give each student two grades per week. Because, I couldn't say more than two, because Thanksgiving, there were certain days, certain weeks that we only, you know, we didn't meet. And like at Christmas week and stuff like this, 
generally there was always, it wasn't like they weren't going to bring you in on a Monday. They'd bring you on a Monday and a Tuesday. Does this make sense? So I knew I could accomplish two grades per week. And I would have the parents sign off on that in September in my grading policy. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know if that got like turned. No, into some schools, some schools use Schoology, or some schools use Parent Portal Power School. Yeah. Yeah. Power, Power School. school. Yes. So it depends upon what the school district has chosen to purchase. But parents and it's. Schoology? Huh? Yeah, parents yes. Oh God, yeah. Oh, they have access to everything. It's transparent. Total transparency. So that kids know, parents know exactly what's going on. There's no big surprise what's happening yeah. in the classroom. So it's kind of a cool thing. So, so that's why. So we, All right. Um, we, um, this past summer, they had a class at Ben High School. And, you, know, you know, they have a parent center at Ben High School too, right? Yes. So we a community school for parents. And try to get the parents come in and learn how to use computer to get on even the campus to check the student's progress and stuff. Sure. Like that. Sure. That's so, so, right. They're allowed to, to communicate with the school and stuff if they didn't know how to use because see a lot of parents were computer illiterate. Absolutely. There's a lot of people mm -hmm. that are still that's what I was just saying earlier mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. Like we're expecting kids to do all this stuff on computers. Like you go to get your blood drawn, you have to use know how to use a computer. Mm -hmm. You know, it sounds that's crazy, true. but, huh? Yes. Yeah. And, get in line. And, right. And everybody thinks, like, you know, okay, I have a cell phone, or I do Facebook, or Instagram, or Snapchat, or mm -hmm. whatever the hell you do, mm -hmm. that you know how to use a computer so or a text. But they don't. You don't. Mm -hmm. Ask a person to address, a, uh, address an envelope for an application. <laughs> yeah, you have to, mm -hmm. people have to use, you watch YouTube on it. I've just had to teach my kids that. Yeah. And in eighth grade, they didn't know where well, to Well, it's like the different types of letters. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're a teacher. That's why I teach this computer course, because you're a teacher, and you have to write letters of recommendation. I just, that's what I was doing when I, when I, the computer class. When I came in today, when I came in today, that's, and Janae's screaming across the parking lot to me, and I was like, I can't. <laughs> I had to take care of some letters, which I told her, because I created a bunch of letters that had to go on Buff State letterhead for recommendations. So I had to sign out, you know, I had to go I down and... Write, you, know, like, you took write, that class? Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's not required. But if you want to take it, John Papovich will put it in for some other course, just so you know. A little FYI. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so <laughs> that's next year. All right, the next part is participating in a professional community. So here it is involving yourself, like obviously in your school district, but also professional community could be with other teachers or your professional uh, organization. Growing and developing professionally, that's what you guys are gonna be doing when you do independent work. I don't feel bad. You are definitely go home, watch, the YouTube of differentiated instruction, Kagan Cooperative Learning. I am going to tell you right now, if you have an opportunity to see any of these people or learn, take any of these programs, they're costly, but they are well worth it. There are tons and tons of books on this stuff. 
great books, silly games and these Kagan cards that I have. I purchased them all. Loser. Cooperative learning for computers because I taught computers. I bought the book. Okay, is everybody cool? And the last one is um, demonstrating professionalism. And that is decision making, being an advocate. This is the people that are going to the Regents meeting. Some of you guys signed up to go to the Regents meeting that was canceled last week. That's professionalism. So we have really, in this class, looked at all of the planning and prep. And you guys can look at all of the planning and prep of what we are doing, the outcome being your lesson plan. Part of our strategies, and when you take strategies, that's all the environment. If you don't take strategies, you're gonna have to learn all these strategies on your own. It's creating the environment. Would you ladies agree with that? And gents, because yes. they're in the class, yes? yes? The professional responsibilities. This is what we're talking about with the reflective work. So when you do your APPR, your EdTPA, notice I'm saying both of them, that's what you're doing. Really your EdTPA is each one of these components, but you're scripting it. You're justifying it. Does this make sense? So for lesson plan four, five, and six, the reflective piece, I want a series of questions and some justification. So you, in the next two weeks, you're really gonna think about that. I don't want like three, four questions. I want it to be meaty. And how are you going to measure? Were the objectives met? The measure is collect the tickets out the door to do some reflection on measuring the objectives. Does this make sense? Were the IEPs met? Review all the IEPs in the classroom. Were the accommodations done? And we talked about IEPs in 504s, correct? And if you need to do more research on IEPs and 504s, trust me, it is all on, you can research it through the computer. It's the Committee of the Handicap. Every school district has it, okay? And there's a series of people that sit on the committee to classify. There's a series of steps to get students to be classified. And the teacher or a parent can request it. And it's by law, it has to be done within 30 days. It's all timed. Does this all make sense? It's universal across New York State. It's a protocol, everybody does. So now, I live in East Aurora, and I choose to send my child to a school in the city, such as Canisius, and they have an IEP. Now, sometimes that changes. Sometimes the city of Buffalo would see it because it's in the city of Buffalo. So you as a person will have to know that. Those, the laws change all the time. And who's responsible? And an IEP can go all the way up through college, grad school, etc. Does this all make sense? Yes. I mean, I know in, in the school district, they go up to age 21. Yes. 
Yeah, age 21 is when the high school, when they are no longer allowed to attend the school. Mm -hmm. But a student can stay into a high school up to age 21. You are correct. Mm -hmm. Yes, So, like, for my evaluation, my instruction, I always have to ask if the recipe was difficult for the kids. Uh, How are you going to measure that? Correct. So, um, you might want to... I, I don't... It's so hard to kind of like... So maybe they could do this. Was the recipe difficult for the students? Were the students able to accomplish the recipe within 42 minutes or a half hour? Like take the whole recipe and chunk it into like three or four different steps. Does that make sense, Keith? Yeah, because I always do like two to four recipes and yeah. I divide them up. So I could just say... Because so how do you measure? How do you know if a kid has trouble? Maybe a student verbalizes for they you. Usually, they're very verbal. So you might want to say. And also by like, I, like me monitoring. So then you could write down, was the student difficult? Okay. The teacher walked around to monitor the students completing the recipe. Okay. From the observation, okay. which is the measure, the teacher was able to tell the level of difficulty. How's that? Thank you. Because an observation is definitely, think about that ninja thing. Yeah. I'm observing, some people can do it, some people can't. How's that, an observer? Yes. Can you have students do reflections to meet your reflections? Like say, like how he was saying, if, to ask the students if they thought it was difficult making a scale and- Sure you could, you could like do that. Sure you could do, you could do a self, a school, but the problem is this. Most uh -huh. students will not want to tell you the truth. Yeah. It's like you guys, you guys do a self, hey, there's a new thing now. I just found out. You know how you have to do those stupid bubble sheets? This year, this, this semester, you guys have to go online and do an evaluation. Yes. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yes. I have no clue about it. Do you guys, next, in two weeks, could we, could somebody bring that to my attention and you guys, we could talk about that? Like the teacher evaluation? Yeah. yeah. I, I have. I have no idea, but you have to do it online now. Did you guys yeah. know that? Yeah. yeah, that was last semester too. No, I did a paper copy still. But some professors made it. Yeah, to but you guys, are you all aware of that? How to do it? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking they about? They email you. Talking about? I can't remember if I did online or paper last. You semester. have to do it online. They email you like crazy. Yeah. They do. I got a bunch yeah, of emails last semester. Have I don't have Blackboard. Mm -hmm. oh, well, right. So like, we probably won't. What are you talking about? Hard green. I haven't had to do, do one like, of those. He doesn't online. ever do it. Yeah, he told us to do that too, but he didn't give us like a link for an evaluation. Yeah, no, we have Why, am I supposed to give you a link? No, 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 no. Usually, <laughs> no, if it's supposed to be online, then yeah. You can see the price of cash Okay, I do not use Blackboard, and I'll tell you why I don't use Blackboard, because it's not compatible to every single computer out there. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you that about... Ten years ago, when we went from Angel to Blackboard for the whole summer, I did all this work for Buff State. They don't pay me enough. I came here, and none of it worked, and I said, forget it. I'm not doing it. How's that? Mm -hmm. like I'm it. not a Google person. I don't like Google. I just don't. Never did. I don't like Google Docs. I don't like, I teach it, but I don't like, you know, the shared files and all. 
can open it. Sometimes you, mm -hmm. I'm trying to get into right now uh, a professional organization through, and they keep sharing Google. I can't, we can't. They, there's about a handful of us that can't use it. Google Share can't use it. That's why you couldn't open it by email. I can't open it it's up. So popular mm -hmm. in schools now, though. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but, I'm, but when I taught, I wasn't. But I'm at home, yeah. and I couldn't, I couldn't open up her link. Do you have Word and stuff? Uh, yeah, I have Word. Like my computer, I can't even get Word on. Why not? Because it's a Google software computer. Well, you have to pay for a Microsoft Office. Microsoft Office. You have to buy the Microsoft Office. Whatever. So okay, is there any other questions about what you're going to do with number four? No. I don't have one. Okay. That's it, you guys. I'll see you in two.